You are listening to Words from the Servants, a podcast produced by the Servants of the Word, an international ecumenical brotherhood of men living symbol for the Lord. You can download this podcast from our website or access it on iTunes or any other podcasting apps. Jeremiah 31, verses 31 to 34. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant which I made with their fathers, when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it upon their hearts, And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each man teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. The background to this prophecy is the failure of Israel to keep the covenant by obedience. And the consequent exile that Jeremiah has prophesied to them as an inevitability. In fact, the apparent inability to keep the covenant called for something radically new. Earlier in the book of Jeremiah, in chapter 13, we find this statement, Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then also you can do good who are accustomed to do evil. Jeremiah is saying that, the Lord saying through Jeremiah, that a radical change is needed. A change of being, you might say. God himself, Jeremiah says, will bring about this necessary change. And he'll do it in four ways. He'll put his law within them. He will write it on their hearts. He will bring them to know him directly, and he will forgive their sins. And the New Testament takes this prophecy to be foundational for the reality brought into being by Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Paul says to the Corinthians, the community that uh, he himself is apostle for, he says, you yourselves are our letter of recommendation. If you want to see the proof of our status as a, uh, an apostle, as an apostolic band, you're the commendation. You ourselves are our letter of recommendation, a letter of recommendation written on your hearts to be known and read by all men. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us. And that's significant because what's written is not written by Paul. It's delivered by Paul. He's just the messenger, but it's written by Christ. You're a letter from Christ, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Paul goes on to say, not that we are competent ourselves to claim anything coming from us. Our competence is from God, who made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, servants of a new covenant, not in a written code, but in the spirit. 
for the written code kills, but the spirit gives life. So Paul says the evidence that we're ministers of this new covenant is that you're a letter from Christ written by the spirit of God on your very hearts. God has written the new covenant code, not in writing on tablets of stone, but on these human hearts. In Luke chapter 22, at the Last Supper, tells us that after the supper, Jesus took the cup, saying, This cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. In Matthew chapter 26, it mentions the covenant, the, the cup which is for the forgiveness of sins, a new covenant connected to forgiveness of sins. In Hebrews chapter 8, tells us that Christ has obtained a ministry which is more, is much more excellent than the ministry of the old covenant priests as the covenant he mediates is better since it is enacted on better promises. If that first covenant, the covenant, the covenant of the dispensation of Moses had been faultless, there would have been no occasion for a second. He finds fault with them when he says, the days will come when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. For they did not continue in my covenant, so I paid no heed to them, says the Lord. This is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. And he goes on to quote the rest of this prophecy that the Lord will place his laws into their minds, write them on their hearts in order to truly be their God and he to be, and they to be his people. And in those days, the Lord will be merciful toward their iniquities, the author of Hebrews says, and remember their sins no more. The new covenant is a covenant that comes into our very being, and it brings us the direct knowledge of God and the ability to live the law from the heart. Some theologians, like Thomas Aquinas, have simply described the law of the new covenant as the Holy Spirit. And that doesn't dispense us from any law, but it brings the law into our hearts so that, as Paul says in Romans, we're able to be obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching the new Torah, the new law that the Lord has given us, fulfilled in Christ. This is a great privilege in the new covenant, that the Lord himself comes to dwell in our hearts said he might truly be our God, that we might truly be his people, and that we may know him, each of us, personally, face to face. This podcast was produced by the Sermons of the Word, a brotherhood of celibate men that is part of the Sword of the Spirit, an international ecumenical network of covenant communities. For similar and other content, visit us on servantsoftheword.org. If you liked what you listened to, please leave us a review on iTunes.